Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Friday, 29th day of April 2022. We wrap up the month this weekend. Crazy, man. How was April for you, Big J? Pretty good. Not too shabby? And you got some pretty nice plans this weekend, right? Yeah, I'm going to go see uh, Bert Kreischer. Are you going to the early show or the late show? That's a great question. I am not sure. Oh. Uh, let me advise you to figure that out. Well, I, yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. So that you know uh, exactly. As I said, I didn't buy these tickets. My kid bought them. So, so are you? is the whole family going? No. Just you and the kid? No, just me, uh, Mason, and her boyfriend, Kyle. Very nice. Should be an enjoyable uh, experience. Yeah. Bert Kreischer is very, very fun. She loves him. Well, yeah, she loves seeing elderly men with their shirts off. Why wouldn't she? <laughs> That's fun. Uh-huh. Bert, of course, a multiple-time guest of this show as well. Uh, very funny dude, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be a good time. I expect a full report of what this weekend will be like for you, Big Jim. All right, you bet. We'll already get a story from the man himself over the course of the show today. We're also going to get a visit from Jen Adams from Lounge at the End of the Universe, going to come in studio, and we're going to get the feature comedian of the weekend on the phone with us this morning as well as the flight gets in today. So that should be fun. Uh, We are looking forward to that. On top of that, we'll have prizes to give away, hopefully, for the third day in a row somehow, Big J. Money to give away. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. And so we will continue that uh, trend, at least we hope so, around 7.30 with the X-Rock Double Dare. So you're going to want to keep it around for that. Maybe even, you know, be the person that plays themselves. Wouldn't that be nice if you got through? I can't. I can't get. I can't. not eligible to win. No. You know the questions in advance. Therefore, that would be rigged. And do not like that. You know, people don't know this, though. But after we do that segment, uh, you give me the questions for the rest of the day. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I liked, do pretty decently. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I certainly, you know, there are some issues that uh, everybody has, but there are some blind spots in everybody's trivia world. But it's also a nice little gauge for me to see how I did. Uh, I feel like, you know, I can I can get an idea of how the rest of the day will go. Don't be surprised if some of these questions start reappearing in your pop culture smackdown <laughs> a couple months down the road. I will not. I will not. But let's get started with some music this morning. We'll kick things off with the Foo Fighters. It's Everlong here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J and the X-Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Rough day for Amazon yesterday, Big J. One of the state's biggest employers had a rough Thursday. First of all, they reported their first quarterly loss since the year 2015. Yesterday, profits were affected by a slowdown in online shopping in our country because... Well, they had some unattainable marks to reach because things shot up exponentially during the pandemic, you know, during 2021, Big J. Yeah. And then slowed down significantly in the first quarter of this year, as well as a large write-down of its investments in electric vehicle startups and all sorts of stuff. They reported a loss of $3.84 billion for the first three months of the year. That's a lot of money. And that led to a stock sell-off as well, and so the stock went down and all sorts of things happened. So the the... Brand was impacted a bit yesterday. March was the first month to show a decline in online sales since the pandemic began, according to MasterCard. In-store sales were up, so there's that. It's not like we're stopping spending money. But I feel like the the delay that sometimes you're getting now when you're buying things on Amazon has affected the online shopping. Does that make sense? Sure, yeah. Used to you be, want it now. Yeah. If you were an Amazon Prime member, you would get a two-day delivery, free two-day delivery. And while a majority of items still are that, there's a lot of stuff that you buy on Prime that you're not getting for five, six, seven days. And by that logic, you can just go, well, I can, you know, go to the store and now get this. The convenience of the online shopping has gone away. 
at least recently. And so that may have impacted the fact that, you know, people aren't just buying stuff online as much anymore. So, or they bought the stuff they needed already. Could very well be. I also foresee that Amazon will be just fine moving forward. I feel like it's only a temporary setback. What did you think of the first round of the NFL draft, Big J? Uh, it was not uh, well. There was a lot of more uh, trades than uh, anybody. But I told. So I told you yesterday. Nobody said anything to me about it. What are you talking about? You you disagreed with it me. It was a complete surprise. Oh my god! Uh, I did say that there were going to be uh, a lot of trades, and there were yesterday. Uh, although I will say this, I wasn't surprised that AJ Brown got moved. I was kind of surprised that Hollywood Brown got moved from the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens traded the wide receiver who was disgruntled, looking for an extension to the Arizona Cardinals for a first-round pick and a third-round pick. Uh, Lamar Jackson seemed pretty shocked about it yesterday on social media, and Hollywood Brown seemed pretty happy about it. Of course, he's reuniting with his college football quarterback in Kyler Murray. Uh, They played together at Oklahoma. Good for them. And uh, then A.J. Brown got moved also for a first-round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles, so the Tennessee Titans ship off their star wide receiver to the Philadelphia Eagles, who then signed him to a four-year, $100 million deal to stick around. And then Tennessee used the pick they got from Philadelphia to draft a wide receiver. Well, here's the thing. I think now we're starting to see wide receiver contract aversion because their contracts now are getting just as ridiculous in some respects as quarterbacks. And so you got these four free years. you got to use them now. Well, here's here's what's going to end up happening. And there's so many more talented wide receivers. Wide receivers are going to turn into the new running back. And that is there's such an influx of talent coming in that you can play a guy till his rookie deal runs out, and then you don't have to pay him. You can just draft his replacement, and then you don't have to worry about the salary cap ramifications. Right. And And so, yes, that's exactly what's going to happen in four years from now. Uh, people are going to be shocked when wide receivers aren't taken in the first round anymore and aren't signed to huge contract extensions, and they're out of the league by 28. I mean, it's just going to be a weird, weird way that things are shifting. But yes, and there's going to be some guys that get paid, of course, like there are running backs that still get paid from time to time, but a majority of it is going to be spent on your quarterback and building up that particular world because that's where all your salary cap money is going to have to go. And then picking two or three superstars that you want on the team along with them. And then building up from the draft and building young. Jaguars took Trayvon Walker with the number one pick overall last night. Defense was the name of the game for the most part. Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan was taken with the second pick. And then uh, LSU cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. And then Cincinnati quarterback, uh, you know, Sauce Gardner went away. And then Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon went fifth. No quarterbacks were taken until the 20th pick, and that was Kenny Pickett going to the hometown Steelers, and no other quarterbacks were taken in the first round, which kind of surprised because people had, you know, Willis from Liberty going as high as six to Carolina in some mock drafts, and he didn't even go in the first round. Wasn't even the first quarterback taken. So, who knows? We thought that this was going to be a weak quarterback class, and the first round of the draft certainly showed that. Round two and three tonight. Your Packers uh, made, made a record. Uh, yeah, they became the first uh, team in the modern era to draft uh, two players from the same school defensively in the first round of the draft. That's never happened before, which kind of surprised me. I thought maybe at some point it would have, especially with all like the Alabama players going right. at one point, but it never had. And I'm fine with it. Uh, I was I was actually worried that they were because there was a run on wide receivers in the middle of the draft, and they all went like in the like from 12 to 19. Yeah, don't take one of those. And then I was I, I was like I, I don't want them to tra- I don't want them to trade up for somebody and reach. And then when they got down, I was like I certainly don't want them to reach now because all the really good ones are taken. Grab somebody in the second and third round. Listen, I'll be very happy if Khalil Shakur ends up in Green Bay. I think that would be a dream if they grab him in like the third round. Uh, I'd be really, really happy with that. I'm not sure it's going to happen, but uh, I do know that they enjoyed what they saw out of the gentleman. So we'll see as things go forward. But yeah, I was fine with it. I wasn't uh, once all the wide receivers were gone and you were looking at the second tier. I was hoping they weren't going to reach, and they didn't. They'll they'll figure it out. It's going to be fine for the most part, or it won't be one of the two. But I, I've stopped letting it affect my life. Ozzy Osbourne has been diagnosed with COVID, Big J. His wife, Sharon Osbourne, revealed the news on her show, The Talk UK, and she is now headed to L.A. to spend some time with him. In recent years, Ozzy, who's now 73, has had some health issues, Big J, to say the least, including a nasty fall, the onset of Parkinson's, multiple staph infections, pneumonia, the flu, a burst blood vessel in his eye, and now you can add COVID to the list. And Ozzy has told us that, hey, listen, 
There's a reason he's still here. He's pretty much invincible. I went to my doctor a while ago, and he says to me, you know what, you're a testament of what the human body can take. Oh, you know, Keith Richards, he smokes, he drinks vodka like it's no tomorrow. He used to do heroin, you know. I don't know how that guy's sucking in air. But he's doing all right. And so hopefully is Ozzy Osbourne. So uh, best of thoughts and wishes and prayers to the Prince of Darkness, Big J, as he battles yet another illness, which seems to be coming at him at all angles pretty much all the time. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. Well, parents of children out there, it is time to probably sit down and talk to your kids because I have some information that at least surprised me a little bit. Uh, We talk a lot about, you know, online scams and, you know, uh, kind of phone calls that come in that are trying to screw you out of your money and getting hacked and all that kind of stuff that goes into the the ways of modern living. And maybe it's just me, but I kind of assume that the people that take it advantage the most in that particular world is our elderly, our moms, our dads, our grandparents, all that kind of stuff. The people that really aren't that familiar with technology that just kind of assume that anybody who's going out of their way to call them must be doing so to help and therefore are likely to get scammed out of their money. And while that's certainly true, at least according to two new studies, it's not the age group that's most likely to get screwed out of their money. That is Hmm. the age group of 18 to 34. That's pretty... Yes. Pretty large number, man. It is a pretty large number. And it's more than twice likely than those over the age of 55 to get caught up in an online scam. And uh, it's for the exact reasons that I just said. I mean, you know, to me, I, I think that our elderly are more susceptible to it because they're not that familiar with technology and how it works. But the reality of it is the reason why those 18 to 34 fall for it more than the elderly is because they grew up around this technology. And they're used to having to add in and enter sensitive information if you want to create an account online to manage your bank or if you want to do something that has to do with making a payment for somewhere. There is certainly sensitive information that you are used to putting into the computer and not, you know, really that shocked that some places are going to be asking you for that stuff. So when you click on a link that you get on a text message and it tells you to enter in your information for your bank account, you automatically think it's safe and it not necessarily is. Is. And so that is why those 18 to 34 fall for it way more likely than those 55 plus do. They also found that 23% of the younger side of things are unlikely to check scam messages for spelling or grammar mistakes just because they're so used to seeing it. That sometimes one of the dead giveaways of whether something is real or false is they misspell something or their grammar is off a little bit, but they're not programmed to pick that kind of stuff up because you know with texting and technology they shorthand everything as it is or make spelling errors themselves and that makes them more susceptible to just thinking every text they get in is a legit one so it's something that you need to be aware of and something that you probably should sit down and go hey listen if you get something like this don't automatically enter it all in make sure that they're doing their due diligence when it comes to the the text messages coming in because, you know, getting your identity stolen and money taken from you is not a fun experience. No. And not easy to walk back sometimes. So make sure everybody has, a, once again, as we say around here, head on a swivel. Be kind of inquisitive about everything that comes in, especially if it kind of comes out of nowhere. Especially if it comes out of nowhere. I, uh, I got a text message... From one of my bank yesterday that I knew wasn't real, and I was like, "Ooh, man, see, this is the first time that's ever happened." Oh, really? Yeah, it was weird. It like it, it like sent me to a link and said, uh, "Like it was like uh, you know, it said your bank name, credit, or uh, you know, discrepancy check. Click here." And then it wanted me to log in with my bank information. I was like, "Nope, not happening. No way." the hell out of here no way i ain't logging into nothing i didn't ask for exactly and uh and i don't think that's how that would work anyway no not falling for it deleted the text message good job man head on a swivel man you never know if they really need to get a hold of you they will get a hold of you that and they ain't gonna be doing it via text message and then asking me to log in it's not gonna happen not falling for it so do your best as well and make sure you're paying attention so that your money doesn't get ripped off story time coming up next on the x rocks 
That's Beck here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is time to gather around. It's time for a story courtesy of Big J. Yeah, and I tell you, Nick, uh, parenthood, as you well know, uh, comes with some highs and sometimes some lows, and they can come within six hours of one another. Maybe not even that. And uh, as a prime example of that, yesterday, um, well, actually Tuesday, uh, my daughter Mason and her boyfriend uh, Kyle, who's a big fan of Dance Gavin Dance, went to a concert the other night. Which is not something my kids generally do is go to concerts, which is a huge bummer. It's like, you know, that's something that I loved as a part of my life. And it would have been nice had either one of them taken a a great interest in in some of the music that I really enjoyed. uh, And some of that didn't happen. Now, I've gone to concerts with them uh, for some of their artists that they love. Uh, and so uh, every now and then there'll be an X band that they really you know appreciate or, or like. Adelita's Way, obviously they're close to that band. Uh, Egypt Central, the kids still like listening to Egypt, Egypt Central. They came in here and did, during an X session way back and enjoyed that time. So when she asked me if I could get her tickets to Dance Gavin Dance, I was like, yeah, sure, oh my mm-hmm. god. And then I realized, oh wait, uh, her boyfriend's the one that wants to go to the show because uh, it's you know kind of screamy post hardcore band if you want to put it in that you know realm and uh, memphis mayfire was opening up so i was excited at least she was going to the show and then uh she was getting ready to go to the show i'm like what are you gonna wear you're gonna wear a rock shirt she's like yeah i guess okay she came out with a great iron maid shirt because she likes eddie mm-hmm. it's because she's into the horror stuff and it's a perfect setting for her so i was super proud I'm like all right she's gonna have a great time and uh, so uh, they go to the show, they get in, everything's cool. And the next day, I'm talking to her on the phone and finding out how the show was. And she actually really enjoyed Memphis Mayfire. And and then she, I was like, did you drink at the show? And she's like, yeah, I had a drink. And then I had something called an AMF. That's your old drink. That's my old drink. Exactly. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. Oh, how was it? She's like, she was like, it was fine. It was good. And, and I'm like, you must have been hammered when you came home. And I was worried as I was going to sleep because I'm like, listen, if you need a ride home, you know, please call us. Don't drive home. Uh, and so, uh, you know, she was the one, only one drinking. So uh, she, she came home and, and uh, now the wife says she was a little trippy coming in the door. And I'm like, well, you know, she's not that big. So I would see an AMF would do would do some damage. The to whole you. point of an AMF is to do yes, and she didn't know what it was. And I'm like, you have no idea. This is, I mean, you know, the jokes and stuff. I used to drink that all the time, but would you get you hammered? Figure sugar is to be terrible for me. I would probably lose a leg if I drank one right now. Um, but so I was, I was super proud of her. So I got home and I was all excited. I come in the door, and she's having a discussion with uh, with my wife, and uh, and then all of a sudden, all that pride I had just went right down the toilet as she was discussing the inner workings of the Kardashian family. <laughs> so for about four hours yesterday, I was just overwhelmed with joy and happiness and, and uh, pride. Yep, high highs and low lows sometimes. Yeah. Uh, they can have good interests and bad interests. Uh, did you excuse yourself from that Kardashians conversation? I, yeah, I said something not very nice. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't care if Travis Barker uh, went to the old man's grave to ask permission to get married to one of the Kardashians. Oh, what did the old man say? Uh, he's, he didn't. He can't. You know why? Because he's dead. You're kidding me. Uh, well, I, at least I feel like the level of pride you reached was higher than the level of disappointment that you reached, if that makes sense. No, nah, I don't think so. No? You're just as, as yeah, equally proud yeah, as you were disappointed. Yeah. But you kind of knew the Kardashian things already. Sure, sure. Uh, that was not a shock. Morning After with Nick we'll and Big have an J. have together sometime. <laughs> Coming up in a few minutes, your important stuff. Please hold tight for that. Can Big J. The Food and Drug Administration, heretofore referred to as the FDA, Big J, revealed their plan yesterday to get rid of and ban menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars in the country. They cited the health effects on minority smokers and young people in general. Menthol cigarettes make up about one-third of cigarettes sold in the United States. They are particularly used by younger smokers. That's because apparently, I did not know this, but the cooling effect of menthol masks the throat harshness of smoking, Big J. That makes it easier to start and harder to quit. The FDA also plans to ban cigars with menthol and other flavors. Apparently, there's grape and strawberry flavors out there right now with cigars, which are increasingly popular with younger people. Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra said in a statement that the proposed rules would help prevent children from becoming the next generation of smokers and help adult smokers quit. The FDA proposals are unlikely to be finalized until next year, so 
we're looking at a 2023, perhaps early 2024 ban on these particular, I guess, products, which would be the first time that they have banned that kind of stuff in a very long time outside of advertising it. There's still certain restrictions on that particular side of things. Like you can't hear radio commercials for it, for instance, or television commercials. But yeah. print ads are still okay. I don't think you can uh, NASCAR, right? I mean, uh, isn't I that a part of that too? I mean, jeez. I don't know if they banned it. I can't remember. I mean, I know they changed it once it was a Winston Cup forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know if they just straight up banned it or they just decided to go in a different direction. My aunt used to smoke Winstons. There you go. Uh, and they have decided to go on to another route. So we've got some time before they ban it, but you may have to switch your smoke suit. Or stop. Or stop. Or you quit. know. Hey, there were three opportunities to wrap up series on the hardwood last night, and all three got wrapped up. The Philadelphia 76ers easily took care of the Toronto Raptors, 132-97 in Game 6 of that series, so the 76ers move on. Chris Paul didn't miss a shot, 14-14 last night for the Phoenix Suns as they knocked off the Pelicans, 115-109, so that wraps up that series. The Suns win 4-2, and the Mavericks outlasted the Jazz. Jazz had a chance to win it with an over, with a clean look at the three at the buzzer, but came up short, 98-96. So for the first time since the Mavericks won the championship in 2011, they move on to the second round of the playoffs, and they win 4-2. So good job, everybody. Now the first round, I believe, is officially done. Uh, actually, I think we still have the Timberwolves and Grizzlies, but outside of that, the first round is done. Speaking of the first round, that was that last night for the NFL draft. Jaguars grabbed Trayvon Walker out of Georgia with the number one overall pick in the last night. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson of Michigan went number two to his uh, the Detroit Lions. Number three, the Texans kind of surprised everybody and grabbed Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU, the cornerback, with the third pick. And then with uh, the, to round out the top five, Ahmad Gardner of Sauce, better known as, went four. Fourth, the quarterback from Cincinnati to the Jets, and then the Giants chose Kayvon Thibodeau, the Oregon defensive end, at number five. No quarterbacks until 20. Kenny Pickett went then. We've got uh, rounds two and three tonight if you are still interested in the NFL draft. Deadline reports that James Corden will no longer be hosting the Late Late Show at the end of his extension in spring 2023. It sounds like it's his decision, but maybe it isn't. Who knows? Uh, He says he's been thinking about leaving for a long time uh, and going on to another adventure. So whether that show continues with another host or they just decide to hang it up, I don't know. But it won't be James Corden after spring of 2023. Have you ever watched a second of the show? No. Even clips. Probably, I'm sure you've come across a clip or two in some way, shape, or form of an interview on the show. Maybe you didn't know it was the James Corden show. But, yeah, um, well, obviously you can't miss the, um, you know, the karaoke thing. The right, car carpool karaoke. karaoke. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? He Hell, he's now that that's a spinoff, he may just end up doing something like that. But who knows? Uh, he's still also in, in pretty much, I think, every Hollywood musical that continues to be put out. James Gordon, Corden is required to be a part of. So I'm sure he's not going away anytime soon, just not going to be hosting a talk show. <laughs> VX Double Dare on 100.3. VX rocks. We are on a nice little streak of giving away $200 here on this particular show, The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And so let's see if we can't keep that going with this morning's contestant. His name is Dave. Hey, Dave. Good morning, man. How are you? I'm good. How about stuff? We're hanging in there, brother. And we would certainly like to make your day a little bit better by having you win up to $200. Exactly how much you win is up to you. You can stop at any time. And, of course, if you get a question wrong, you get nothing. So we want you to win some sort of money. But it all kind of, I guess, uh, balances on your knowledge of this topic, which is what, Big J? Movie titles in other words. How big of a movie buff are you, Dave? Oh, I know a few of them. Okay. Uh, what's the in other words? Well, I'm going to give you well, an example because I oh. thought that it was going to be a little bit difficult to understand. But it's basically like uh, we're going to give you uh, words that kind of mean something else, and then you have to try to decipher what the actual movie title is. For instance, if I told you um, Dinosaur Recreation Area, the movie came out in 1993, what movie do you think that would be actually called? Jurassic Park. There you go. So you get the idea. That doesn't count, okay. but that's the idea behind <laughs> the movie titles and other words. So are you ready for your official $50 question? Uh, let's do it. Okay. All right. The Lack of Sound by a Small Sheep, 1991. 
That would be silence of the land. Right. You got this. You got $50 in your back pocket there, Dave. You can take that and walk away, or you can try for a more difficult title for $100. What would you like to do? Double Dare Dave. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> All right. The square root of 49, 1995. The square root of 49. The movie came out in 1995. The square root of 49. Jeez, I'm not a mathematician. So I know. Not... <laughs> Any guesses, Dave? Uh, I don't know. Eight mile? Eight <laughs> I don't mile. Wrong. What was the correct answer, uh, Big J? 49. No. I'm sorry. Jesus. Seven. 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 The movie Seven. Right. What's in seven. the box? Oh, yeah, yeah, seven. yeah, yeah. 1995. Okay. Yes. Listen, seven. that's my complaint too, Dan, is it was, there's math involved here, and I'm like, I never would have got that either. Well, give me another synonym of seven, and I think we'll all be on. You want me to do easier math next time? Yes. That event like 14 minus seven, yeah. and that's in the title. Uh, I'm sorry, Dave. Unfortunately, that means you win nothing, but uh, we still think you're fantastic. You can have another chance to go at this with uh, the 1230. What's that? He wins our adoration. Uh, 1230 with uh, Jason Drew and 530 today with Adam. Other chances. What was the $200 one, Big J? I did this one just for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Major issues in a tiny Asian nation, which came out in 1986. And that's better known as? Big Trouble in Little China. Right. So now you kind of have an idea of how it all rolls, and you'll have another chance to do it with Jason Drew and Adam later on today. We will come back with a little thing called We're Going to Hell. That's next on the (laughs) X-Rocks. And you know it! The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We wrap up uh, We're Going to Hell International Week with a story that comes to us from Paris, Big J. And it, it, it may be our first We're Going to Hell story involving a celebrity, although I wouldn't call them a household name. I think it depends on how kind of up you are in the world of artists. But have you ever heard of Domingo Zapata, Big J? It sounds familiar. For the last 10 years, he has been billed as the the next Andy Warhol. And he is uh, among some very famous people's favorite artists, including Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, and when I say famous, I mean it. Like, I mean, his, his renderings that he puts together go for millions upon millions of dollars. And the reason why uh, this story is coming to us from Paris is because his latest collection is actually on display in the Louvre, which is a pretty big museum of art, if you understand what I'm I telling think you. it is the yeah. museum of art. And the reason why his works are at the Louvre is because what he's really famous for is his interpretation, modern take, on a little piece of art called the Mona Lisa. I'm sure you've heard of that, right? Yeah, the Mona Lisa. The 1503 painting put together by, uh, you know, some... Oh. Pr- what? What's the matter? I thought it was the song from Dead Sarah. No. Uh, that is not on display at the Louvre, unfortunately. Well, but be. the famous painting uh, by Leonardo da Vinci is, and he has been a fan of it for a very long time, and he has put together over 26 different versions of the Mona Lisa that he has painted himself, and these are the things that are going for millions of dollars, and so now he's got his own display of his interpretations in the Mona Lisa next to the real Mona Lisa. Why is this imperative? Because he's in the, he's in Paris and he's talking about his obsession with the Mona Lisa and this is where it got weird, Big J. Because Domingo Zapata says the reason why he focuses all of his work on the Mona Lisa and why it's so good and so passionate it is because since he's been 15 years old, he believes himself to be in a very real, very sexual relationship with Mona Lisa. Now, not the painting itself, of course. Thank goodness for that, because that would be tough to pull off. But he di- he was telling reporters at a press conference that at the age of 15, he had his very first sexual dream <laughs> about the woman in the Mona what? Lisa painting. And ever since then, he says about two to three nights a week, he has very real very honest dreams about the relationship that he has with the woman in the Mona Lisa painting, and that's what motivates him and inspires him to make the paintings that he makes. And he says, you know, I've been in other relationships with females, I've, you know, had relationships, but in my mind, it always comes back to this, you know, sexual relationship I have with the woman in the Mona Lisa painting, and he can't stop it. He says, it's a very real, very toxic relationship, it just won't stop happening. And so he says he he does label it kind of as an obsession, 
because he does say that he's very into it and he wants to explore it more and more. Uh, Pablo Picasso's granddaughter, Leonardo da Vinci's granddaughter, both kind of pulled him aside and said, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very serious. So he has got this weird obsession with the Mona Lisa and a, a sexual one at that. And uh, that's what he says has made him such a famous artist. So huh. way to go, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> at least he can't take it to the next level. You know, it's true. It'd be I very mean, difficult. that's uh, that's some serious stuff there. He can't get it's a very public place. He can't do anything too weird and creepy. Right. Uh, when the Louvre uh, was asked about this particular you know, comment, they said they kind of thought it was a joke, but now they're realizing that it's not. And, uh, and so uh, I guess if you're going to be in that particular scene and be a celebrity in today's day and age, being a, a little off-center is something that's yeah, part yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, that's part of being an artiste. Yeah. Um, and if you're wondering what celebrities have works of his, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, as previously mentioned, Johnny Depp, Big J, also a big fan of uh, Zapato and apparently his uh, sexual relationship with Mona Lisa. But hey, man, uh, whatever, he is incredibly famous and gets paid a lot of money to do it. Like I said, his paintings are selling for millions upon millions of dollars. So if it's your weird sex dreams that I guess inspire you to paint, then. Knock yourself out. I mean, ultimately, it says probably all paintings are inspired by that. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably stuff much, much darker than getting it on with a lady in a painting. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. On Morning After with Nick and Big J. If you are the parents of a teenager or have ever had a teenager, I don't think I have to tell you that sometimes talking to them can be talking like a brick wall and... A new study confirms that's exactly what it's like. Stanford University was a mess around. They spent the last 13 years uh, having teenagers hook up to a bunch of brain scans and found out that uh, it's exactly right around the age of 13 that teenagers start tuning out their parents' voices. And they do it because they no longer find it, quote, rewarding. Uh, as you're an infant and a baby, you tend to tune into your parents' voices and recognize them from a stranger's because you know that positive things usually happen when attached to your parents. And once you become a teen, you know, those kind of influences and, I guess, n- neurons go away and you start tuning out your mom and dad's voice because, you know, you've got other voices popping in. You're just being you, man. you got friends, you got new companions, you want to spend time with them. So your mind is increasingly sensitive and attracted to unfamiliar voices as opposed to familiar ones. And that's just a part of growing up. They don't know why the brain does this, but they know they can they can tell that it's right around the age 13 that some of these outside influences start becoming a little bit more important than the ones that you've been used to. And so yeah. it, apparently it helps engage the world and form connections, which allow them to be socially adept outside of their families in some cases. But... Just know you're not alone, and it's right around the age of 13 that they become very difficult to deal with on a regular basis. And if you remember back to when you were a teenager, that's probably around the time you started becoming difficult as well. Yeah, so, exactly. It's a tale as old it's as time. right around the time they asked for money that I tuned them out. That's when you're starting to be influenced by other things? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't hear. Shh. shh. Sorry. Get a uh, new phone. Shh. Other stuff going on. The story of the first round of the NFL draft for the first part of it was defense, and then it turned into wide receivers and trades after the top ten, but it was all defense for the first five picks. Trayvon Walker went number one to Jacksonville. Aiden Hutchinson went number two to the Lions. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. went three to the Texans. Sauce Gardner fourth to the Jets, and then Kayvon Thibodeau went fifth to the Giants. And then the trade started coming. Some big-name wide receivers switched teams not in the draft room. For instance, A.J. Brown went to the Philadelphia Eagles and went along with the 18th pick, and for the 18th pick, I should say, and he signed a five-year, $100 million extension to stick around in Philadelphia for a while. Hollywood Brown went from the Baltimore Ravens to the Arizona Cardinals for the 23rd pick in the draft, and then his fifth-year option was picked up. He is reunited with this college quarterback in Kyler Murray, so they're both very excited about that. And then everybody started trading up and swapping draft picks so that they could get all the wide receivers that were supposed to be coming off the board. It started at 10 with Garrett Wilson from Ohio State with the Jets, and then, boom, it just went like, I think, like eight of the next nine picks 
were all wide receivers. It was bananas. And that should carry on. Only one quarterback was taken, so there's a lot of questions as to where the quarterbacks are going to go. Rounds two and three tonight on the NFL Network and ESPN if you'd like to watch it. Did you watch the new trailer for Jurassic World Dominion, Big J? Yeah. Did it get you all geeked up for it? Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Uh, And it's going to come to theaters on June 10th. Uh, Jeff Goldblum and, of course, Sam Neill and Laura Dern are back into the mix and folding them in. And uh, this is the conclusion of the second Jurassic World trilogy. Uh, It's already been rumored that they're either going to move on, but they don't expect to continue this storyline in any way, shape, or form. It's supposed to kind of wrap things up like a nice little bow. We thought that about the first... Uh, I didn't know. I didn't think they'd ever return to Jurassic Park anyways. No, that's true. That's true. I'm just talking about like the Chris Pratt side of things. He's not slated to come back anymore uh, or contracted to be a part of any other movies. So uh, they're expected this to be kind of like the the accumulation of the trilogy. Tying it into the original is how they're going to at least wrap that up. But get ready. June 10th is when the dinosaurs come back in theaters. Here's traffic. Has to be better than the last one, right? Oh, yeah. Has to be. How about we take a look at the TDS Fiber Traffic Center? It is brought to you by Showers Insurance. Here comes CB. Eastbound 94 is slow in Caldwell from Centennial Way, exit 27 to the Houston. Oh. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and uh, a show coming up here just around the corner, uh, May 10th at the Knitting Factory. Dorothy coming to town. Joyce Wolf will be a fantastic show. We want you to be there, so we're going to set you up some tickets. But you got to earn them by beating Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown. Here comes our phone number. It's 208-287-1003 if you'd like these tickets. You just have to see if you've got what it takes in the world of pop culture knowledge to pull it off. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, man. What's your name? Michael. All right, you're up first, man. Good luck. This classic country singer is the real OG when it comes to cannabis smoking. Uh, Willie Nelson. Right. Indeed. Uh, Nick, Kirsten Dunst and her husband, Jesse Plemons, met while filming this television series. Television series, huh? Hmm. Oh, uh, Fargo. There you go. Right. Uh, This supermodel turned superhero served two years in the Israeli Defense Force as a fitness expert. Uh, Naomi Campbell. Wrong. Not a superhero. No, not a superhero. But to some people she is. Hello, the X. Hey, you like good for pop culture smackdown? Yes, sir, if you can answer this right. This this supermodel turned superhero served two years in the Israeli Defense Force as a fitness expert. Um. I'm pretty sure if I listed the superhero, it would give it away. 100%. (laughs) I don't think people know she's from Israel. Uh, man, I don't know, guys, but hey, thank you anyway. Hey. Wrong. Thank you. Stay stay listening. You'll be educated. Hello, the X. Hey. Hey, do you know the answer? Yeah, do you know the answer to the question, or do you need it again? Uh, are you at Gal Gadot? There yeah. you go. Gal right. Gadot is correct. Uh, Nick, Andre Agassi and wife Steffi Graf famously bought into an Idaho ski resort in 2006, only to sell it off in 2009. What was it? Um, Tamarack? Tamarack is correct. Right. Uh, this There Will Be Blood actor has won three Oscars, including playing Abraham Lincoln. Oh, he's retired now, right? Yeah. Did he retire? Yeah, he took took one of those famous step backs Uh, of acting. Yeah, I'm stepping back. God dang it. He's got three names. Let's put it that way. I'll help you out. Come on. Uh, I see his face, but no name. Doesn't that suck? I know it all too well. <laughs> Any guesses? Nah, man, I'm out. All right, no. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you playing. It happens from time to time, though. The best of us sometimes can't seem to break on through and figure that out. And Big J, congratulations. You've once again stumped the entire treasure map. I hope you're happy. It's either my questions are too hard or yours are too easy. It's such a delicate balance. Well, maybe I'm too smart is what it boils down to. And people are frightened of that. Uh, intelligence scares them. That's clear. 
Uh, but you know what? It is a small victory for me and the entire Treasure Valley when I can pull that off. So I'm happy. Morning after with Nick and Big J, you might as well give the answer, which is Daniel Day-Lewis. Right. There you go. Uh, there you go. Happy birthday to Daniel Day-Lewis, right? Yes. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we will talk about the lounge at the end of the universe next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> That is Green Day. That is Brain Stew and Jaded here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. We always tell you there's always something cool going on at the lounge at the end of the universe this weekend. No exception. Uh, another fantastic weekend full of comedy and fun. And Jan Adams joins us in studio from the lounge at the end of the universe. Good morning, Jan. Welcome good back. morning. It is so good to see you again. Thank you for coming in. Thanks and for having me. I know you're excited about this weekend because you have a really cool headliner and he happens to be joining us on the phone. So I want to have you introduce us who we're going to be talking to. Yeah. So, um... Uh, 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 it's Tyler Bow. Uh, he has been coming to Boise for quite a while, and, and as a matter of fact, I was talking to my uh, my comedy uh, managing partner Brian Lee, who used to run the Funny Bone, and he had some really great stories to to tell me about when Tyler was a feature here back when the Funny Bone was still open. So this predates Liquid Laugh. So uh-huh. if you have no idea, wow. like there was in the same space another <laughs> comedy club. Uh, uh, he is phenomenal. His energy is incredible. His writing is so good, uh, and he is one heck of a beatboxer. And and I learned from Brian the other other day apparently a break dancer too is that true tyler can you break dance uh i can uh i don't know if i'm as willing as i used to be um but yeah i i came up i think the first time i came to boise i was um i was hosting i was emceeing for the amazing susan rice okay and i feel like the city of boise has just uh let me grow and uh like i worked my way up from feature to uh to headliner and uh yeah, I did some breakdancing in Boise. I don't know if Brian Lee mentioned the time I climbed the P.F. Chang's horse. Uh, <laughs> that's a rite of passage yeah. here, so that's okay. That's yeah, understandable. In your fair city. That was when I was a younger man. <laughs> well, uh, welcome back. I know you're uh, you're headlining tonight and tomorrow night at the lounge. And let, let's start with the beatboxing, then, Tyler. I'm not going to have you do it because I know you're at the airport flying in here, and that, that's how somebody ends up on TikTok as a weird dude in the, the airport just beatboxing. But <laughs> how, how, does that, how does that happen, and how do you discover you're so good at it? I started beatboxing probably back in middle school, and it's just something that I used to do because I had a lot of friends. So, I mean, you, when you see me, you'll be like, that's a guy who's deep into hip-hop culture, right? The break dance, <laughs> right. the, uh, the beatboxing. But I had a lot of friends who used to, to, to rap, and uh, I would beatbox, and they would rap, but I've been doing it for a long time. And in college, I was in an a cappella group, which uh, also has a lot of street cred. Um <laughs> but I was the vocal percussionist in that. So as soon as I started comedy, I was like, how do I work this into, uh, to, into comedy? And how do I work this into my act? And it just kind of uh, lent itself very well to, to that. That's uh, that that is that is fun, and it, you get to get keep in good practice. And, you know, you, have you thrown out a comedy album of your comedy beats? You know, it's I so I have two comedy albums out and every, like I'll sell them after shows sometimes and people will say, what's on here? And I'm like, comedy yeah do you have an album just of uh of you beatboxing and uh i don't but maybe i should put one out that would be uh that i don't know if that would be something that people would want maybe i could go start a soundcloud or something (laughs) tyler bow joins us he is at the lounge at the end of the universe both tonight and tomorrow night you can grab your tickets at loungeboise.com tyler i know you said you'd like to kind of interweave this stuff in your comedy have you explored that in like other mediums like doing some sort of podcast kind of thing that you've been able to work on you know, uh, when I was in L.A., I used to do uh, a podcast. With, I'm a huge MMA fan, like UFC and, okay. and Bellator and all that. So I used to do a uh, podcast with Adam Hunter and a few other comics, uh, MMA Roasted. But uh, nothing around music. But, um, uh, yeah, maybe that's an idea. How did you uh, How did you kind of spend the pandemic? It's always interesting that we talk to a lot of comedians on the show, and everybody kind of handled it different with being able to do some Zoom stuff. Some people are able to do, still do some in-person stuff. What were you able to do over these last couple of years, which were so different for people, especially in your profession? Um, so I independently, I started producing these videos on my YouTube about like this week in history, because I'm kind of a history buff. So uh, I put up a series of videos called This Week in History and just kind of doing jokes and making fun of all the things that happened on those dates uh, throughout history. But I also did, I got connected with a, um, an organization called Stand Up to Corona, and I did hundreds of Zoom shows 
to like corporate calls and stuff, but they were all benefiting the Feeding America Food Bank, which is like the, the country's largest network of food banks. That's awesome, yeah, man. That's, that's awesome. Really cool. That sounds like it's a pretty passionate thing for you, huh? Um, yeah, and it was cool because I was like, I can hardly afford to feed myself with comedy, but maybe I can feed some other people. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, using your powers for good. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Tyler, we want people to check you out on the socials and follow you. What's the, what's the best place to do that if they're looking to uh, get a laugh and follow you online? Yeah, it's just I'm at Tyler Bow, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-E-H, on all the things. So Facebook, Twitter, uh, IG, and YouTube. Um, yeah. Uh, there's there's stuff out there, videos, and I uh, like those history videos. And I, I did a series, too, where I'm uh, roasting rental cars, uh, <laughs> all the terrible cars that I've driven throughout my uh, travels um, doing comedy. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, I, check them out on the socials for sure. I also like that you troll your kid um, uh, with, uh, with the lunches uh, on your Instagram page. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so I do – I'm, I'm – uh, very active. Uh, I'm a the the lunch maker in the family. Make the lunches every morning. So one of the things I like to do is I I, I cut all the crusts off the kids' sandwiches like Monday through Thursday. But then Friday, just for fun, like I'll hit them with all crusts. <laughs> all crusts. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Check I, them out on Instagram for sure, and then uh, follow them on all the other social medias. Uh, Tyler, I know you're at the airport, so uh, safe travels tonight, and uh, check them out tonight and tomorrow night at the lounge at the end of the year. So we appreciate your time, brother. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. I'll see you soon. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Tyler, again, joining us uh, from the airport. And he'll be in town later on this evening. And you can check him out at Lounge at the End of the Universe. But, Jen, that's not the only things happening this weekend, correct? Uh, that is correct. We also uh, are going to have Things and Company doing their improv show. So that is every Friday. Uh, Robertson Studio for that as well. Hi, um, I'm gonna, Yeah, he's <laughs> just yelling from the corner. <laughs> Get back in the corner. Uh, so, okay. uh, bef so before I just turn the mic over to him, I just want to let everybody know that uh, if comedy is something you're interested in doing we're starting our open mic back up this coming Ooh. Wednesday oh, okay. uh, it is free to just come and sign up uh, sign ups are going to start at 9 o'clock the, the open mic starts at 9.30 and uh, we have uh, prizes uh, for the people that uh, are awarded um, audience favorite so there'll be some cash prizes and, and of course the glory of course. Uh, and then uh, we'll also be starting up a showcase every Thursday and that'll be a mix of comedy and improv and uh, probably some other wacky stuff involved because you know cool. We have puppets and things at the lounge, and yeah. we, we we are not afraid to use them. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so uh, we have some other things going on. So uh, definitely head over to the website, loungeboise.com, and on our Instagram, which is, I'm sorry to, that you have to type all this in, at lounge at the end of the universe. It's the whole thing. Uh, if you just follow us, then you don't have to do that anymore. You just type in the first three letters, right. and then it populates it for you. <laughs> uh, right. So that first time, though, just muscle through it. Make sure you spell it right. Uh, but you, uh, all of our, our graphics are up there. You'll get to see everything that we're doing, and uh, we post pretty regularly. So uh, with that being said, uh, uh, super excited. I'll just turn it over to Robert because uh, he's been rocking uh, the downstairs with his uh, improv company every Friday. Here you go, Robert. You can come out of the corner. Good Here's to see Robert. you again, Robert. Uh, I'm amazed this microphone reaches to the corner. <laughs> well, we, we put in special requests for corner people. Thank so you. Thank you for coming in. Uh, you know, uh, we, we love that, that you are able to uh, talk about things in company, which has been going on for a while. But one of the things we love about it is every time you go, you're getting a different show, correct? That is, that is true. You never know what's going to happen. Anything can happen. Happen with things in company. And we had uh, we had special guest monologist Steve Liebenthal last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, he came in. He told a story about time that he ran into a deer and got to keep it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so we did our entire set based on his monologue last Friday. Uh, do you have to be? I, I obviously Quickwit is part of the improv group that has to be part of it, but I mean, there also has to be like I mean, you have to be a pretty attentive listener to capture some of the details that you're going to reference much later on in the show. I imagine, right? Oh yeah, that's skill number one: listening yeah. and observation. I go on dates, and and my dates go, "You paid attention to that?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I'm trained to listen. I can't stop." So yeah, you're absolutely right. And how goes the uh, the improv classes that go on at the lounge as well? Oh, yeah. She mentioned the uh, open mic on Wednesday nights. at uh, Sign-up start at 9. Our classes are uh, the general public workshop is now Wednesdays from 7 to 9. So you can come in, warm up, get some improv chops, and then sign up for the open mic. And it's going great. We did uh, a couple on pantomime last uh, last last week and we did a few on a concept called game of the scene which is real big in comedy writing nice uh yeah do you teach people how, how to be better listeners because i have a couple women that told me i could probably <laughs> use 
some lessons. Uh, I, I need it during the show. I don't. So <laughs> yeah, you guys should definitely come. We on both out. could use it. Yes, so- I think so. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, we know you're a good listener. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, is that a skill you can learn, or is it? Something- oh, totally. Okay. Good. Absolutely, absolutely. We play a game called Chain Murder, which is like telephone meets Clue. So you have to watch and listen to somebody as they try to communicate three pieces of information to you. We have a lot of games like that that, that there are clues where you have to pay attention and figure out what they're giving you. But yeah, attentive listening is is key to any good improv set. For sure. It's an impressive skill and uh, improv is, is, a, is an amazing thing to watch when you, we see people like Robert that do it well and do it often. And so if you get a chance, go on out there and check it out. We often talk about following people on social media. Is there a place to go for things and company in general? That people uh, there out? is. Uh, let's see. We There's a link tree, but I don't know how to get there. Um, you can search <laughs> things and company on Facebook. Uh, we have uh, an Instagram which I believe is Things and Company spelled out. It might be Things and Company Improv. Um, are there links on Lounge Boise yet? Um, they'll, they'll be up today. Yeah. There you go. I haven't checked. Our so. website is supposed to be live, but sure. we've been tweaking last-minute graphics, and that is thingsandcompany.com. So there's uh, the easiest way is probably to search Things and Company on Facebook right now. And what time is the show tonight if people want to check that out? 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock tonight is Instant Script, which is an improvised one-act play where the audience writes some of the dialogue and then Big Tinfoil Ball. Uh, and then next week we have uh, special guest monologist Ellen Smith. Love it, love it. So check it out. It goes on every week at Lounge at the End of the Universe. And again, Lounge Boise's got more information. And Robert, thank you again for coming in. We appreciate it. Thanks. Jen, the corner's beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank a giant you, Jen. pickle in the corner. That's right. <gasps> Pickles. Pickles. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your Lounge Update. Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J, Nightmare Fuel, Square Root of 49, and Downward Wind. Well, only because it's relevant. Square Root 49. And now you know that is what, Big J? Well, it's seven. Yes. And seven is the magic number when it comes to sleep for those people our age, according to a new study. The University of Cambridge put it together and found out that seven hours is exactly what the mind needs to remain strong cognitive performance levels and strong mental health once you hit the age of 38 until you're 73. That's optimal. Wow. If you get too much sleep, that's when it can become bad. If so, seven or more. And if you get less than, it's bad as well. So that's what's happened to me on the weekends. You're getting too much sleep? I'm getting too much sleep. And I just feel like super tired. And On the weekends you feel tired? Yeah. How much sleep are you getting? 10 hours? That's a lot. That's a lot. I can't. My body won't let me sleep 10 hours now. I get about six, which also isn't good according to the study, <laughs> by the way. But uh, it's something I need to work on. But I'm trying. And uh, and it is one of those deals where it's nice to know because, you know, everybody thinks it's eight. That's at least been the common right. knowledge for a while. And it is eight, by the way. If you're younger than 38 or older than 73, you do need those eight hours. That's a good thing to help your brain rest and make sure your body is rested as well. But once you hit that kind of sweet spot of 38, 73, you're all right with seven. But it's important that you get that. If you're looking for cognitive performance and, you know, processing speed and visual attention, that kind of thing, memory, problem-solving skills, that's when they're at their peak. So keep that in mind. The square root of 49. Nightmare fuel or downward wind? Downward wind. Uh, How much of the DDP yoga did you do? I mean, I didn't get too far. No? No. Uh, But if you've ever practiced yoga, you know there are certain positions that, well, let's be honest, uh, farts can slip out. Do you understand? But now there are yoga classes specifically designed for that, which have to smell fantastic. Uh, There are some gastrointestinal doctors that do recommend that if people that are having, you know, constipation issues or issues going to the bathroom, that they try yoga. Because there are some poses that are fantastic for helping you in this particular area, especially if you have, you know, bad gas problems, that kind of stuff. You're taking Pepto-Bismol all the time. It's a good thing. The first pose, by the way, is called child's pose. That's where you kneel on the floor with your toes together and your knees up, hip width apart, and bend forward so that your arms extend in front of you. That's supposed to help. That relaxes the pelvic floor and aids in the passage of gas. And if that doesn't work, the pigeon pose might do it. That involves sitting on the ground with your right leg toward your left hand and your left leg stretched back behind you, and that apparently will help as well. So doctors are now recommending yoga classes for people that are having some gastrointestinal issues. So uh, keep that an eye out for that at your next yoga class, everybody. I think you need that. Uh, no, I'm okay. Oh, okay. What do you mean I need that? 
If, are you uh, watching my bathroom habits or yes. something? Yes. Uh, that's really weird. What a weird thing to say. Uh, but no, I appear to be okay in that particular uh, position. But it is good to know. Also, probably wouldn't recommend the hot yoga side of things if you're going to go that route. We'll wrap it up with Nightmare Fuel. Jace Tunnel says his team from the University of Texas Marine Science Institute surveyed about 40 miles of the Gulf Coast Beach, and they have frequently been finding all sorts of weird dolls of various types that are just given a real creepy aesthetic by their time in the water, and they keep washing up on this particular section of the beach, and it's starting to creep them out a little bit. They say they're not really sure if somebody's placing them there or they just keep washing up on the beach from, you know, maybe a truckload or a, you know, boatload of something that fell off and now it's starting to go. But 30 dolls that the team has found since they've started posting the photos on their Facebook page, which now has a ton of likes. They're all creepy and they're all, you know, fairly aged. So he doesn't think that they are new, but he found the first one in January of 21 and they have actually all of a sudden been finding a bunch more uh, it almost seems like they say about every other week they go out, they find a new one somewhere along this 40-mile stretch that his team monitors. So there's creepy dolls washing up on the Texas shore from the ocean, Big J. That should creep anybody out. Yeah, I suppose so. There is this island in Thailand uh, that is uh, it's part of like some sort of religious belief that has is filled with tons of these creepy dolls. I wonder if they're from there. Uh, on purpose? Yes. Like people are putting them there? Yeah, that could yes. be. That could be. I mean, you know, everybody runs out of space from time to time. But, uh, yeah, they don't know exactly where they're coming from. They just know they keep finding creepy, haunting dolls. But the good news is they are collecting them and selling them online, and they're making a bunch of money for the Marine team, the science team, that they are putting it all together. So they're using the creepy dolls for good, I suppose. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Bad Impressions next on the x Rock. <laughs> On 100.3, the X. Uh, bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. It's more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore. And we have tickets for you to Dorothy, Joyous Wolf. That show happening Tuesday, May 10th at the Dating Factory. You just need to figure out Bad Impressions this morning. 208-287-1003. Three clues is what you'll get. And you'll have to use those clues to figure out what celebrity and or famous person Big J is attempting to be based on those clues. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant if we can, 208-287-1003. Or not. You know what, Big J, what we should do is also give away some uh, lounge at the end of the year. Oh, that's right. VIP. VIP style, Because uh, that's important as well. They gave us these passes to give away. And you can go check out uh, Tyler Bowe tonight or tomorrow night if you want to. Or the good news is about these VIP passes is they can be used pretty much at any time that you want to give them away. They don't necessarily have to be used this weekend. They are something that you can cash in and use whenever you want to. But this weekend would be a good opportunity for you to do so. Hello, The X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Kevin. All right, you're up first, man. Good luck. What's the deal with that? I mean, come on. Uh, I think I got it, but one more, please. It's a show about nothing. Jerry Seinfeld. There you go. Bam. Good job, my man. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those tickets. You got a legit bad impression today. What was clue three for fun? I like to drive around in my car with other comedians. Maybe getting coffee. And why is Jerry Seinfeld in the news? Today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. 68 years old. All right, man. It's the new 40. (laughs) I'm not sure. But uh, happy birthday to Jerry Seinfeld. I have realized that as the years go by... Uh, less and less people are familiar with the sitcom Jerry Seinfeld and the uh, role it played formatively in our lives. Though, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think of, of who might be able to understand uh, just what it was like on a Thursday with a new episode. You oh. know, um, I mean, it was it was bananas. I, I don't. There's got. I guess maybe waiting for a new show to drop on Netflix or something. Maybe I just feel like there's too much content out there for anybody to really understand what it was like when that that show was at its pinnacle. You, you would get together with your friends and you would just, you couldn't wait for that stupid 30-minute, se- you know, sitcom, dude. And then, yeah, I mean, and this was before, like, DVRs, although it did came, come on, like, in the tail end after it got going for a while. You could DVR Much and like up. you had tapes and tapes of um, Mystery Science Theater 2000, I had tapes and tapes of Seinfeld. Yeah, because it was you couldn't rewatch it. It was diff- I mean, yes, it would run in syndication sometimes, but you couldn't pick up an episode that you wanted to watch. It would until- take a couple years for that to happen, so. 
so yeah. Uh, but again, and even even that is nothing like what it was with Mash back in the day when there were even less choices and, yeah. and even more people tuned in, which is why the Mash Show is still the highest rated program of all time. It's when everybody sat down and watched something. But yeah, and I'm also realizing like the the younger generation has zero interest in the Seinfeld side of things, and and, and maybe it's too long running. It's too much of a commitment. I don't know. I, I also think that a lot of the references made in Seinfeld are those that you, you know you you just had to be of a certain age to understand the humor in them. It's true. So it, it's it, kind it of is, a dated. It's a dated show, and it's a sitcom for I think. 35 to 40 year old people that not necessarily live in the city but are single and dealing with that kind of stuff which is a fairly limited audience and I think that's why you know shows like Friends still resonate with the younger audience today is because it's about younger people yeah. dealing with stuff and Seinfeld is not that <laughs> but I was a kid though so I still found super humor in that oh you were Costanza Morning After with Nick and Big J uh-huh. there's the your bad impressions we wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks <laughs> That is Shine Down. That is Planet Zero here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And that's going to do it for us, kids. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We got to thank uh, Jen and Richard and our friend Tyler for popping by and being on the show from Lounge at the End of the Universe. Again, grab your tickets to loungeboise.com for the shows tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, improv and things tonight. Also, uh, Tyler Bow tonight and tomorrow night headlining at the Lounge. We also had a chance to go international every day this week for We're Going to Hell. I'm not sure if that will continue on Monday or not, but we tried and failed to give away Monday and money this morning. So we will try again on Monday for that, but you have two more chances for the X-Rock Double Dare at 12.30 and at 5.30. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, you know what? Have a great weekend, everybody. That's what I have to use the floor for. I can say whatever I want. That's right. But that's it. That's it, man. Beautiful. Have a good weekend, everyone. We'll see you on Monday. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, toilets that won't flush. Stop freaking and call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing and Heating and Mechanical, your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.